I mean, that was definitely the highlight of the first month. I believe it was probably February. I have a problem saying February. I think it was February 2nd when I touched down. So I left Cairo, Egypt. And having had been a tourist and exploring the, the riding life of Travel Bud in Cairo, I was looking forward to Santorini. Santorini, Greece was a place that I had envisioned being at, whether it was on the beach or just exploring their very unique structures and just a very unique island, I would say. If you've seen pictures of Santorini, Greece, then you know what I'm talking about. But summer of 2018, I heard that song, Santorini, Greece by Rick Ross, and I was kind of curious of where Santorini, Greece was. And over time, it started to just kind of make its way into my imagination because I like the song and I would smoke weed and envision myself in Santorini with a beautiful girl. Although when I touched down, I had no female with me in Santorini, but nonetheless, it was a dream come true. So although Cairo was much of a dream in store of, in terms of its historical context and having seen the pyramids, having explored Luxor in the Valley of the Kings, Egypt was one of those places that, you know, everybody wants to see because it's ancient. It has biblical context as well. And like I mentioned in Travel Bud 1, Bud Talks 353, there was a lot of energies that I felt kind of on a cusp of just a lot of people too. So the day I left Cairo for the airport where I left my Airbnb, my apartment, it was the last morning or night, I guess it was the middle of the night, got to see kind of the last view over the Nile from my Airbnb. I was kind of feeling this sense of satisfaction, this fulfillment and at ease, you know, kind of just, I rarely feel this in life, like a sense of satisfaction, you know, a sense of belonging, a sense of I am where God needs me to be. I am in the right place of this universe and heading to the airport was very surreal because, you know, the flight wasn't canceled. There was no delays. And I had confidence in the fact that, you know, there wouldn't be any issues. So I get on the flight, Pegasus to Athens, Greece. So we let it's Cairo to Athens and we lay over in Athens and it's about a five, I think six hour layover. And as we're boarding or waiting at the gate in Athens, there's a delay. So Santorini is a very windy, rainy, cold island from, I believe, October to March. April is kind of their on season when it gets really nice. The weather's spring, summer, and that's when tourists come, hence their on season. I went during the off season where it was windy, thunderstorms, cloudy, rainy, 
in no place for vacation. However, for a writer like myself, it was very... Well, let me just finish the en route part there. So, like I mentioned, there was a flight delay while I was at Athens Airport in Greece. And it was about an hour and a half delay. And I was totally fine with that, considering what I went through en route to Cairo. And just feeling that satisfaction was kind of self-affirming in that, you know, this is really nothing. You know, I always sense and pick up the energies of other travelers who may or may, may, or may not be frustrated. You know, and this is goes from people who are just kind of expressing frustration with flight agents, gate agents, flight attendants, or just simply, you know, crying babies. They're bitching at the parents who can't shut up their crying infants. I pick up on those energies and I typically put my headphones in exactly what I did here in Athens during this delay. But nonetheless, I have faith in the fact that we're going to get to Santorini. My dream is coming true. I'm walking in my dream. I'm walking in what I had envisioned, envisioned for the past two, three years. So we get on the plane. The pilot warns us, you know, the delay is due to obviously a thunderstorm and wind and rain and it was quite surreal taking off because here i am on this hour flight and pretty soon we're going to be touching down in a place that i had envisioned from flavel manor's driveway that is my house in portland oregon like i said i used to smoke weed and just visualize myself in santorini from my driveway on summer nights fall nights winter nights and say me and my girlfriend are going to go to santorini and enjoy the island because it's a beautiful place so midway through the flight you know it starts to get bumpy you know there's many islands beautiful i think it's the Aegean sea that we're flying over and there's just a lot of great views of different clouds and whatnot during our descent it gets really rocky it gets really windy and we kind of i can kind of feel this sense of why there is always delays and why people don't come to the island during this time. And the song Santorini Greece that I just played at the beginning of this podcast comes on as we're about, I don't know, maybe five minutes out of wheels down. And I don't really get too emotional because it's almost as if my visions had already come so true in the fact that we're going to be wheels down and What's the worst that can happen? Inshallah, we'll be there. So we touched down and, you know, it's a very rocky, it's a crosswind landing. If anybody's familiar with aviation aeronautics, crosswind landings are basically when the plane lands sideways and it straightens out as the wheels touch down on the runway. And you can feel that drag. You can feel that kind of pull or yank and see the aircraft straighten out because you don't really know you're landing sideways until the plane actually does that and yanks itself forward to kind of go straight upon the nose wheel and go straight. And then obviously the reverse thrusters come on and boom, you're there. So it was the most rocky, windy landing where it's like even even the takeoff from Athens, because I think Athens, the airport's right on the, the water. And it was very windy even on the takeoff. And I remember seeing one guy 
was rapping or he, he was doing a me. Basically, you know, doing some hand gestures and in lieu of the Rocky takeoff. But it was an even windy Rocky kind of side to side landing. But, you know, leaving the aircraft once we were wheels down, you know, it was cold. It was windy. And I'm kind of looking for, I remember looking around the airport. You know, we get out, we're outside. I'm just looking for, I don't know, I, thought, I think I was looking for what I'd seen in pictures. And it was nothing like that. We get into the airport and half the airport's actually flooded once we get to like the baggage claim area. It's flooded because they had just had a windstorm. It was kind of like a tropical storm. And there was mud and rocks all over the airport. And once I got my bags, I had to pull my luggage through this muddy puddle of rocks and water. And the guy was holding my name the taxi driver to my hotel was holding my name and I was like, hey, that's that's me. So I had to clean off my luggage once I got to the hotel and, you know, driving from the airport to the hotel was, you know, it was one of those things where I'm like, damn, and in a different country, I've did it again. I've done it again. God damn, I did it again. I'm in fucking Santorini. Like, here I am. Here I am to explore. I don't know what's going to come of it. Nobody's here, by the way. Like, after I check in, you know, I walk down to the main area to get food. And this island's a ghost town. It's no one's there. I mean, there's people there, but it's it's locals who are working. Half the, like, probably all 90% of shops are closed. It's still windy and cold. So not many people are outside just hanging out. And I'm in layers. And... The first thing I did notice is the views. So my hotel was right out. It was on top of the Tierra Kadara. I'm not sure if I said that right, but I see over the island. I can see into the Aegean Sea. I can see the other islands. And if you're familiar with the Kadara is, it's basically a volcano rim. And you can kind of see the, I guess, the circumference of the rim that are encircled by different islands and it's quite interesting i have pictures if you go to vehicledigest.net um, i'll post a link to most of the photos i got of the kadara rim but that's basically what a kadara is it's a volcano rim and the views were breathtaking i remember walking every morning just to get a glimpse at that view because I, I felt that i would never get enough of it and it was so perfect because, you know, breakfast was served to my room because the weather was bad. They didn't have breakfast outside, but that that was kind of the, you know, gift of the journey is that something just kind of came at convenience. And one of, one of the things I was considering is that everything in Santorini was a fucking uphill walk or journey. There's a lot of hills. Even just walking down to restaurants, I had to walk down rocky trail or not trails, but just walky pathways and hills and so many narrow curves and but just so worth it. The first run I did was one of the trails that goes from the middle of the island to the other side. I forgot the name of it, but it was 
probably the hardest run I had did, not because of the temperature and that it was cold, but it was rocky, it was uphill, it was windy. And not only that was taking my breath away, but the views kept taking my breath away. Now, again, I, I cannot stress enough how much I, I still haven't really embraced the fact that just three years ago, I was or actually four years ago, I was dreaming, envisioning myself in this place. And now that I'm here all by myself. And no one else to really interrupt me. It was quiet. It was so silent. Again, there were people there, but it was just. I mean, shops were doing construction. You know, this is their off season. So it's their time to kind of rebuild for the tourist season. Which is now. I believe it starts in April. But it was almost as if this island was put there. <laughs> now I'm sounding very uh cynical about this but but i had a friend who told me that you know you're not gonna have fun on the island but let me tell you for a writer like myself this was probably the most perfect and ideal situation for me to come to santorini because it was just a little too ideal it was i don't want to say perfect because perfect is relative and I would just say it was it was satisfying. It was fulfilling. It was it was more than I anticipated. Now, of course, I did envision Chantorini, the experience to be a little bit more different because I, I guess when I envisioned me being there, I would be there with a partner or a companion and it would be hot out. We'd be on a beach partying, but it was a complete opposite. It was the writer of me who wrote. The majority of Amusing Tunes and Amusing Tunes was the journal I published when I finally got to Mumbai. And that's on Amazon. That is Amusing Tunes. It's now on Amazon.com. So I had a lot of peace and quiet this to run, work out, write and get my breath taken by these views. And same as the views were when I was in Cairo, Egypt, you know, it was almost as if the views were elevated because these were natural views. These were just views that with the naked eye looked HD, like it looked 4K. It looked very surreal. And that this is what I get to experience for two weeks. And there's not a day that I want to miss. And not just go out here and see this bliss the food in Santorini was meh I mean I'm not a foodie just give me enough meat and fruit salad not too much bread bread kind of weighs me down and bloats me but it's basically Mediterranean food the people were nice didn't really get as much staring as I Maybe I did, but I would say I got more staring in other countries than Santorini. Santorini was probably the least country, and maybe because there were less people there, but definitely Santorini was the place where I was really in my writing hole.
there isn't much more I could say that would just be myself repeating how grateful I was about the Santorini experience. I didn't really get the tourist experience in Santorini. And I'm very glad I didn't because I mean, there, I did. By the time I found out, the only tourist thing I wanted would have done, they were closed because of COVID. But I think they have a a Atlantic uh, or excuse me, an Atlantis history Atlantis history museum in Santorini. And next time I go there, I definitely want to check that museum out. But that's the one thing I would have did, and I didn't find out about that Atlantis Museum until, if anybody knows about Atlantis, it's the ancient or historical civilization with super advanced technology from, I guess, thousands of centuries ago that Plato had wrote about with it, which is arguably non-existent, but there's movies about it, there's fairy tales about it. And there's a whole essay written by Plato about it. Some people argue it was in Africa. Some people argue it was in the Caribbean or even in Japan. But, you know, it's it's a thing. It's a thing in history. And I, I was interested in it just because of I'm a history buff. But I had gotten the understanding of how Santorini was formed through a volcano. And, you know, that's why Santorini is so high with cliffs is that. And it has black sand beaches. I went to one beach, Kamara Beach, and I spoke a poem, very low monotone poem on the, I think it was Kamara Beach or uh, it could have been a different beach, but I'll post a link to the episode here. Because I think I did two episodes while in Santorini. I actually did an episode on the highest point of Santorini midway through that run I, I just spoke about. And I remember getting to the point and the wind was blowing and I was on my headphones. <laughs> and I don't remember what I spoke about, but you can listen to it. But Santorini was definitely a place where not only did I touch a dream, but a dream literally touched me because I don't know how often people get to say this or get to experience visions coming to 3D light. Because if you kind of know about the dimensions of reality that, you know, there's your thoughts, which is one dimension, there's two dimensional thoughts that are, you know, kind of two points of thought and, you know, writing them down. And there's three-dimensional, which is experiencing the reality. Then there's visions. You know, it's kind of like the 4D coming down to the 3D and relating to me that, you know, this is yours. And it touched me. That's kind of what I experienced leaving Santorini. Because leaving Santorini was almost a relief because, like I said, I... I Every time I got to a new country, I was like, how am I going to get enough of this place? Almost as if it was so overwhelming to have accomplished the arrival factor. And as I'm putting myself visually back into these days where, or these moments where I'm touching down, leaving the airport, going through customs, and 
I'm just kind of overwhelmed at the up and coming experience. It's like, how the hell am I going to get enough of the experience? Or am I going to have enough money? Am I going to spend too much money? Or am I going to get fucked over by a tour guide? Or, you know, all these things are going through my head. And eventually I leave with this sense of satisfaction and fulfillment. Santorini was one of the places that, you know, I had just got enough without doing too much. Like I'd found a gym. The running was, like I said, the running was probably the hardest part. The running was the hardest part because of the, the weather conditions, but I did it. But this is going to conclude Santorini. I'll probably touch on it more on Travel Bud Part 3. But I just want to give you guys a gist of what Santorini, the experience, was like in terms of my personal accounts. And that it was exactly what a writer needed. It was exactly what, <laughs> actually the opposite of what I kind of envisioned. But, you know, you never know what you need until it's given to you and you take the best of it. But next I'll talk about my very special journey to Istanbul, Turkey which is my departure from Santorini, Greece. This is Bud Talks Podcast, episode 354. Good morning, good evening, good night.